I'm Larie Williamson with Agriculture for Life, and it is the end of January 2021 in Alberta, and we've had a beautiful winter, but we did have a little bit of taste of uh, that cold breeze the last couple of weeks. It's cold outside, we've got some snow in some parts of the province, and people are getting out, they're bundling up again, and many are going out for drives in the countryside. And wondering about animal welfare. This is the time of the year when we take a drive and we look and we see livestock in the field and we start to, to wonder about uh, how animals, how they adjust, how they survive through the winter and if, if uh, things change for them and how we adapt. So today, to talk about all great things, uh, Dana Murphy, the, the peace officer with the Alberta SPCA, is here today to join us, and we're going to talk about animal welfare in the winter. Hi, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's start off with um, what is the role of a peace officer, Dana, with the Alberta SPCA? Yeah, so the Alberta SPCA operates outside of Edmonton and Calgary. It's a complaints-based organization. So that means we require a report concerning animals in distress before we begin an investigation. So when we get that report about an animal in distress, a peace officer will attend the location. And sometimes there are no animal welfare issues at all. If that's the case, we'll conclude the file at that time. However, if there are animal welfare concerns present, we will typically work with the animal owner or caretaker to find a solution to whatever it is that's going on. We'll return to the property as we need to and we'll ensure that those appropriate changes are being made. There are situations where the animal owner is either unwilling or unable to improve those conditions and we may seize animals at that time. So if this occurs, charges might be laid under the Animal Protection Act, but ultimately a file remains open until there are no animals in distress. And so, Dana, what is the Animal Protection Act? Can you give us a, a high-level overview? Yes, so as peace officers for the Alberta SPCA, we are enforcing the Animal Protection Act. So this is a provincial legislation and it includes things such as a definition of distress, a list of duties that must be performed by animal caretakers, as well as detail around what powers a peace officer has under the Act. And so it provides, if I'm understanding correctly, the Act itself provides minimum standards of care, I would, I would say, which... Um, at, at, like you say, at the very minimum, it needs to be upheld by the, the animal owner. That's right, yes. Minimum standards of care. And of course, we like to see when when uh, animal owners are going beyond those levels. But that is what is in the, the Animal Protection Act are those minimum standards, yes. Yeah, and I think we'll, we'll dive in a little bit, but I'm pretty sure that most of the livestock owners I know go way above the minimum standard of care. Um, yes. I, I think, yeah, I think you'll probably find that or, you know, I'm assuming, I'm hoping you find that, that uh, for the majority of um, of Albertans, uh, we can be rest assured that our animals are well looked after. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would say the same thing. For the majority of livestock owners, our intervention won't ever be required. I mean, these animals are their their livelihood, as you're aware. Uh, however, those there are those cases where the animal welfare issues are present, and, and that's due to a variety of reasons, and our involvement is needed for those situations, yeah. So let's dive a little bit into that. Um, I've heard, you know, through through the work that we do with Ag for Life, we hear a lot of stories about uh, those that, let's just say, they're a little, you know, they're not as familiar with the care of livestock and and how they um, they manage through the winter. And we hear some stories about, you know, they might be wild and crazy. Uh, you know, we've heard stories about, you know, animals huddled together, and of course they've got snow on their back, and it's a beautiful sunny day, and the steam's coming off, and and people have called and said, oh, my gosh, I think the, the animals are on fire. I mean, that, that's one big extreme of, you know, uh, understanding of, of how livestock, <laughs> you know, how they, how they are outside. But uh, what yeah. are some of the most common misperceptions people have about livestock in the winter from your, from your end of things? Yes, the the first misperception that I would point out is a belief that livestock need to have 24-hour-a-day access to hay. This is the case for, for some animals where they might do well off of free-choice feed. However, there are livestock who might be fed once a day or twice a day. And as long as that quality and quantity of feed are there, that animal might do very well. But it's not necessarily an issue if they don't have that constant access to feed. So that's one. And another that I would point out is a belief that livestock must be in a heated barn through the winter. There are certainly situations where an animal is compromised and that might be due to poor health or body condition or it might be age-related and that animal might require shelter in, in a heated barn through the winter. But typically, and, and for the majority of livestock, they will be outside all the time or for the majority of their time. And they might have shelter in place, windbreaks, uh, bedding, but it's not necessarily an issue if, if they aren't in a heated barn. Mm, yeah, I would think that would be an interesting one because uh, I know, you know, as I'm out, it's like, oh, it's cold. I got to put my coat on, or I want to go inside by the fire and warm up. Um, yeah, you know, we we do look at our at our animals, and of course, there there is a lot of care and concern. Uh, so I think that's a really valid point that you know, a couple that you've raised is that, that you know they don't have to be eating all day. Um, you know, they they need to um, be well fed, but you know they don't necessarily have to have the the buffet in front of them all day long. Um, and as well as, yes. you know, they are, they are outside and, and that's okay. Um, and so can animals graze frozen land? That would be a question that would come up, I would imagine. Yes, it certainly is a question that comes up. In some cases and with appropriate management, livestock can be grazed on dormant winter forage. However, hay may need to be fed after, say, a heavy snowfall or if that forage is lacking. With horses in particular, they're often left to graze on frozen land, and they're actually able to paw through the snow to get to the grass underneath. 
this might become difficult though if the snow is either too deep or too hard packed and the horse owner may choose to feed at that time. But regardless of the feeding method that is chosen, it is certainly encouraged that all livestock owners and caretakers are consistently monitoring that body condition of their animals and changing their feed plan accordingly. And I would think that um, that would be a good sign is, you know, uh, a little extra around the waist, so to speak, from the livestock <laughs> perspective in the winter is a good yeah. thing, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what about snow? So can the can the animals eat and, and the snow and, and use that as their main water source? Yes, in, in some cases animals can eat snow. However, this does require more energy and um we think about how much more snow they need to take in in order for that to meet their needs. So with that in mind, it is ideal for livestock to have free access to water. So we're we're back to the the good old you know basic rules of when you were visiting grandpa on the farm back in the day right we're we're feeding we're feeding the animals in the morning we're getting up we're doing our chores uh exactly. we got fresh water yeah and um you know they're 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 well cared for and well loved so um now you mentioned a little bit about shelter what type of shelter uh is recommended for animals in the winter so this is going to depend on a number of factors we're looking at species, breed, age of the animal, as well as its health and body condition. So what we can enforce as peace officers depends on all of these factors. When we're investigating a situation, we are assessing what type of shelter is available to that animal. And if the animal is in distress due to a lack of shelter or inadequate shelter, so the Animal Protection Act states that there is a requirement for adequate shelter, but it's important to note, of course, that adequate shelter for one particular animal may not be adequate for the next. Mm, okay, so very situational. Yeah. And of course, as you say, yeah. Dana, depending on, on the animal, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so when we're talking about animals and, and livestock, I mean, you cover all things i think with four legs really um is that is that right yeah yes that's right so any type of domestic animal that is in distress is the type of situation that we're going to be responding to for sure and i think from the from the agriculture community we talk a lot of course about cattle we see cattle that's what you'll probably see uh when you're out driving uh in the country yeah. you'll see horses of course um but you know we've got some some goats and some sheep and you know all those other critters around um so you know as you're noting different animals you know different different ideas of what the care is and and um but the the overall like you know fresh water feed um you know ensuring that uh, the animal isn't in distress those are those are uh, sort of common threads throughout um one question i have for you um can animals get frostbite Yes, certainly they can. Younger ones, particularly immediately after birth, are going to be more susceptible to frostbite. Things that can help prevent this include shelters, windbreaks, bedding. 
but anyone that's looking for more information on that topic may want to consult with a, a veterinarian, but the, the short answer is yes. Yes, and, and it's we have a, an ask an expert section, and that's one question that has come through is, you know, can animals get frostbite? And, of course, we see a lot of, um, uh, you know, calves. It's, it's calving season, and so uh, people uh, wonder about that. It's a question as the little ones are born. So I think that's why, you know, you'll also see um, farmers and, and ranchers, they're out 24-7, right? When it's calving season, those ranchers are out, and they're keeping an eye on their animals. So um, yeah. they uh, are making sure that they are looked after, and if they need to be brought in, they're bringing them in. So uh, the animal welfare is is a top priority, and, and I think that that's a that's a really important message um, because we, you know, sometimes see negative headlines, but you know that that's that's um, I would say the exception, right? It's it's not the rule. Most most animal owners are fantastic, and like we say, go go well beyond the minimum standard of care. I would agree with that, absolutely. And so we talked a little bit about misperceptions and, and maybe, um, you know, some, some crazy and wild ideas uh, <laughs> that people might have. Uh, and that's okay. Everybody can have wild and crazy ideas. But what situations would you like to hear from Albertans? Sure. So under the Animal Protection Act, we do require reasonable and probable grounds to believe an animal is in distress. And that information needs to come from an eyewitness who has recently seen the animal. So with that information, we do have the authority to go on any land or place other than a dwelling house to determine if an animal is in distress and to deal with that situation accordingly. So that's what, what we require, again, from an eyewitness. So anybody who has questions around what what situations they may want to report about i would again refer to the animal protection act which states that any animal owner or caretaker must provide an animal with adequate food and water um, veterinary care when that animal is wounded or ill protection from heat or cold as well as adequate shelter, space, and ventilation. So if any of these requirements are not being met, we do want those situations to be reported to the Alberta SPCA. Some of those, it may be difficult to know if that need is being met, particularly with food. Often our best indicator of whether adequate food is being provided is through the body condition of that animal. So if someone is seeing animals that are thin, they might have visible ribs, backbones, or hip bones. We want to hear from people about those situations. Excellent. And then you can look into it. And, and there may be a number. I yeah. mean, of course, uh, you know, especially in particular with, with horses, you know, the older they get, the harder it is to keep sometimes. Um, you know, and, and giving them a lot of extra food and, and um, they just don't, they don't wear it as well. Um, so I, I imagine that, um, you know, you'll get some calls on that with some aged animals too. So uh, we have to make sure that we treat our, our senior livestock with uh, additional care um, as Absolutely. they, as they, yeah, they're braving the Alberta winter. So 
Um, well, that is that is fantastic, Dana, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to walk us through that because, as I say, we we at Egg for Life, um, we you know we get some questions, and and we always want to reach out to the experts and and uh, inform the public and, and answer some of those curious questions. Uh, is there anything else or any last comments that you would like to add? I think that that covers it fairly well. Um, I would add that anybody that's that's looking to reach out to the Alberta SPCA, if they are looking to report domestic animals in distress, they can call us at 1-800-455-9003. Or for more information on any of the topics we, we spoke about today, they can go to our website, which is albertaspca.org. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, and uh, we wish you a very boring <laughs> winter. <laughs> that I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, and thank you for, for taking the time. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks for chatting today. I appreciate it.